0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome into to Gwen and Chris. A little Wednesday afternoon edition for you here. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, all together in our Odyssey Palace studios. It is San Diego's number one sports talk station 97.3 The Fan, why are we not out at the Torrey Pines golf course? It would be a beautiful day to be outside and taking in a little golf, gravy. How? Why did you not set that up for us?
2: Um, because it's supposed to be quiet, and they wouldn't want us yelling at each other on you the know, golf course. You know, that's funny that
1: you say that, because uh, I did broadcast live out there one time, and I was down the hill behind the 15th green. Okay. And I had people constantly coming over and telling me to shush. ha! <laughs>
2: Chris is like, well, Uh as he walks over the pond, (laughs) I wasn't even talking about the golf. I
1: was talking about something completely different, and people are coming over telling me, man, this is a golf course. I'm like, dude, this is a radio show. I can't whisper. So we've got ourselves a problem here.
3: They're like, well, the guys on TV do it all the time. Why can't you? Well, they can (laughs) because there's a picture picture, to go along with it. But
1: I don't think the uh, talk show would sound too good if I came on – of the Wednesday edition and said, "Sam Ryder is leading <laughs> at Tory Pines, followed by Brendan Steele. Sam Stevens is in third place. You know, yeah, not going to go anywhere. That
2: wouldn't be good. Yeah,
1: people are going to be straining to hear what I have to say. But I was that, on the edge of my seat. That, that is very true, though. Sam Ryder is the leader of the uh, Tory Pines uh, Farmers uh, Insurance uh, Open." Uh, He uh, fired an 8-under par 64 today on the north course to take the lead. It's actually a who's who of who's that at the top (laughs) of the leaderboard. Sam Ryder followed by Brendan Steele. He's at 7-under par in the clubhouse. Sam Stevens, 6-under par, along with Andrew Novak. Both of them are on the south course. So a lot of people would say that means those guys are actually in the lead because they're playing the uh, tougher of the two courses today, Luke List, the defending champion, is four under par. And our guy, Charlie Hoffman, sailing along nicely, Scraby, at three under par. Very nice. Through 13 holes today. How are you guys? Tony Gwynn Jr., what is up?
3: Nothing much. <laughs> Nothing much. Not
1: a whole lot, huh?
3: It's a uh, hump day. We yeah. have reached the middle of the week.
1: Did you get up early at uh, Flip on the Golf Channel to catch the opening holes of our local golf professional Tour title matchup.
3: What? I did get up early,
1: but you didn't. Flip I didn't flip on the, flip golf, on the team, golf. Though no, I didn't.
3: I, I had to get Trey ready for school. Got him off, and
1: yeah, what my is, day uh, began. How does Trey get to school? Does he go by scooter? Does he uh, <laughs> electric bike? Sometimes electric I wish. Bike? Sometimes does he, I can, does he take? Does he take the golf cart your dad once bought for you for yes, Christmas yeah, present? No,
3: no, that that golf cart's long gone. I wish sometimes I could send him on a scooter. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, they start school really early, so. Uh, No, he gets there by me. His dad takes him to school. He gets there by you. Yes. He gets there by... uh, So my day starts early most of the time. I did not, however, uh, get a chance to pit the Golf Channel on and watch golf. No, I wouldn't expect that you
1: did. I I, I certainly did not either. Uh, So what is... uh, Does he give you a big hug goodbye when he's going off to school? Or is it one of those dad... My friends are here. I can't be seen hugging. Well, dad. He, he definitely
3: gets out of the car, and it's just me and him. So, and he's in the back, so he doesn't take the time to to come wait around. for a hug. Now he, he doesn't take the time. He to says, come "Bye, Dad. See you when I get home." Is what, right, and well, he's off
1: to school. At least he gives you a bye, Dad. Yeah, that's no. pretty good. He says that's bye. Pretty good. How long did it take? You, I mean, this is old hat now, but how long did it take you to get used to being called Dad? like when your daughter's first caught started using that word did it take a little while
3: i don't think it took a Not very a big deal. no it wasn't really? a big, i think i think cuz nobody's
1: ever called me that
3: <laughs> well, that's, you know. I you, mean, you that you idea, know, you of, know right. of, that you know of. <laughs> yeah, right, that I know of. Uh-huh. That we know of that, right? we know
1: of. that we know of, that we know of. All right, don't be trying to break some crazy TMZ story on he, the he, opening moments of the show today.
2: You know, when I got my dog lucky, people started calling me dad, and it was a little strange. I know it's similar with a kid and a dog. Can see that. But it was very strange. I needed the dog dad to bridge to the kid dad. But you say it doesn't didn't take you... Very long at all. No,
3: I, no I, I, maybe that's why, because I did have a dog before mm. I had So you were kids. a dog dad before you were yeah, a, person so maybe, maybe that's, uh, a
2: person
3: dad. <laughs> yeah, maybe, so maybe that's why it hasn't been such a big deal.
1: I know one word that gave me uh, flux uh, for a long time uh, many years ago was when I was a fiancé. Ah. Because you're only a fiance for a Ho- little while. Hopefully, only for hopefully a Hopefully, not while. too long. You, yeah. you, you
2: get You sweating the this uh, is decision. My, Why did this they...
1: is my fiance. This is my fiance. My fiance and I <laughs> are going to be coming to the park. Uh, how's your fiance? That, She's doing fine. That never really. And then the word completely disappears. No, it doesn't exist. After you get married. So I've it's it's always felt that way. It's was a, a bad word
3: after you know you don't want to be using that word anymore. Fiance. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a strange You didn't like one. that word, huh?
1: I didn't dislike it. It just took me some getting used to. You know, I mean, you go from boyfriend to fiance, which is okay. Right. But once you go fiance, they take you a lot more seriously at the dinner party.
3: <laughs> they just do. You know, I mean, boyfriends can come and go, but as parents soon as definitely take yes, fiance far more As soon as, as, soon as, as
1: you're serious. introduced as a fiance, man,
3: it's game changer.
1: Dads and moms uh, all around the country start asking all kinds of questions. They start dissecting
3: a little they bit. Want to a little bit. So, what are your real, real intentions?
1: <laughs> 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 all right, we'll keep you up to date on the Tory Pine. Uh, goings-on here today on day one. They still have a a lot of golfers out on the course, of course, so we'll uh, keep you up to date. But right now, Sam Ryder is the guy on top. Uh, We have a good show, Uh, as always. uh, Mark Ross from NFL Network is going to be joining us. You may be aware that there are a couple of football games coming up uh, on Sunday. They are the uh, NFC Championship game between the 49ers and the Eagles, and then the AFC title game between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Mark Ross with the latest, and uh, as far as we know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tony, says he's ready to go for the AFC title game, but he did say he still has to see how he's going to feel after practice, and uh, he is supposed to go through a full workout today. I think he's going to just keep saying that he's great. I mean, he's not going to give the Bengals any kind of an edge, but I still wonder if Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to run around the way he normally does and make the kind of plays that Patrick Mahomes usually makes.
3: I mean, he does have going for him that he's extremely young, and that's true. And you know, they young people have the ability to bounce back slash heal a little bit faster than than older old, older people do, right? Yeah. Uh, who, who else were we just talking Are you trying about? Trying to
1: infer that I never bounce back because <laughs> I'm at that age. I'm now. trying <laughs> to infer that you and
3: I, maybe Scrappy. Scrappy was your thirty-five, seven maybe wow. bounces back. A yeah, fast. He's, he's, I'm 38. He's getting to
2: that point May. where he's Although not going to he be better. Although he hurt his a...
1: shoulder playing softball like
2: <laughs> nine two years, years ago. I did right. not <laughs> still out of the line. I did not. I actually did when I changed my tire when it got flat the other day. I I, I did like pull something in my neck. Oh, it, it, and going yeah, so to bed, I was like,
3: "Ow!" That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. So you've reached that age where you hurt things and either you don't remember how you hurt them or there's zero no reason why it should. <laughs> yeah, have like been hurt my, my foot
2: hurts today. Right. Why is my foot hurt today,
3: Patrick? Holmes is still in that area where you know nothing
0: hurts it's it, it he just yeah. bounces back no, you're faster. right
1: you're right maybe he'll just pull off a miraculous comeback i mean he's getting a week rest and uh you know the, the
3: something good. he something he said right after uh which it didn't at the time It was like man i didn't it's not that much time but he was like he said the one thing that we have going for us is we were playing a saturday game and it's an extra twenty four hours. Got an extra twenty four hours. And when I first heard, it, I was like, "What, dude? Twenty four hours? I like, that's all your ankle? Like, that's you have a broken leg, <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> right?" But yeah. I mean, maybe he's on to something. That yeah. extra day is is a little bit different, right? It's a
1: very difficult game to predict because a, a, a full strength Patrick Mahomes is just a whole lot different than a Patrick Mahomes that has to stand in the pocket, right? And uh, even though he uh, stayed in the pocket the entire second half of the Jacksonville game. Um, did not throw a single pass from outside the pocket. Once he returned to that game on Saturday, um, it's not like the Chiefs' offense went up and down the field in the second half. They did uh, get one touchdown drive. They did have a field goal. I, I you know, I, I think the Bengals are awfully good, but if Patrick McCombs can't run around, that's going to change everything.
3: I. Yes, it could change everything. But I, I, what's the stat? Do we know the status of the two offensive linemen? Who were out last week for, for, the for the Bengals? I don't know if they because, could even get their
1: jobs back after the way the guys <laughs> played last week in Buffalo.
3: I just think Frank Clark and Chris, Chris Jones, Jones yeah. present different type of problems for an offensive line. I know these two went up against each other last year, but it was a healthier version of healthier the Bengals version of, of the, the Bengals. Bengals. So. I, I,
1: you think that could be a factor? I think that could be very a factor. well could be a factor. Speaking of Chris Jones, he's one of the finalists for Defensive Player of the Year in the National Football League. They announced the uh, finalists for all of the uh, awards in the NFL this year. And it is, it, at least it, to me, interesting in the sense that you look at the, uh, the players that are all finalists for MVP, right? Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. And Patrick Mahomes. All three of them. Right I mentioned, the God love Brock Purdy, but he's not a finalist for MVP. Yeah. I mean, that's how good a company he and the 49ers are in this weekend. I mean, there's well, so many great players. Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson were the other two finalists. But it's three of the
3: final four quarterbacks are MVP award finalists. I, that is the company... Purdy's in in terms of how good his defense is. His defense is basically keeping them elevated to this point. Not that their offense have been terrible by any means, no, it's but been good. they won nineteen to twelve for crying out loud the last game. Last so, game they
1: did, but they scored thirty five or more. will correct me if I am wrong in the previous four or five games. So the forty nine, he's just nodding his head. He has no idea. I am
2: trying to think. Did the 49- that's, that's right.
3: It was. It's. It's like a seven eight point difference between. Where they were, I think Garoppolo was like 24, I think uh, Purdy's 35, I think they are. So I think that's about right. I
1: don't think they'll score 35 this week. I don't think anybody will score 35 this weekend. But um, anyway, those are the finalists. The Offensive Player of the Year, Hurts, Jefferson, or Mahomes. Defensive Player of the Year, Chris Jones, Micah Parsons, and Nick Bosa of the 49ers. Comeback Player of the Year, Saquon Barkley. Nice.
3: Who's a great choice.
1: Christian McCaffrey, who's a excellent choice, and I think the guy that should win, Geno Smith. I mean, Geno That's a, it's Smith.
3: A, to me, it's a no brainer. I guess it's not a no brainer. not a no Because Saquon but Geno Smith was had a buried, terrific year.
1: He has, but
2: Geno Smith was buried so
1: far. Buried. I mean, for him say? to come back and they get his wrote him team off, of but playoffs. he didn't write
2: back. Yeah, he didn't write back. <laughs> yeah. See, I get confused by the comeback player of the year award because it, to me, it should be like an injured player that Why? comes back. I don't know. I don't Why know. Why does it have to be injury? I don't think it does because I, I think feel it like has... injury is a little bit harder to get over than.
3: Okay, let, let me ask you this: What do you think it was harder for Christian McCaffrey to come back and get to his form, or Geno Smith, who hasn't started a football game and God knows years. how long, yeah,
2: and come back from that? I get what you're saying. It's a really good point, but <laughs> I think that sometimes injury. I, I, okay, I just considered it an injury award, but it's, it's, not. Not. it's not. It's not. You guys are right. I know that. But right. uh, who
1: do you like? That's for... why Saquon. I want Saquon. I don't, ask, um, I don't need to ask. I don't need to ask who he likes for coach of the year. Uh, Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, or Ooh. Kyle Shanahan. I'm not going to ask Scraby's opinion, but I will that's get yours, r- Tony.
3: That's a really tough choice that is that is i, I think mean, shanahan I think, I took think,
1: a team that got to the final four last right, year right and he's back in the final four this that's gonna year. hurt him whether we want to
3: hurt him yeah.
1: even though he did it with you know different quarterbacks three
3: quarterbacks to be exact
1: dable took a horrible franchise and won a playoff game doug peterson did the same thing i think doug peterson's gonna get it
3: i think doug peterson's gonna get it too but The only reason I I think he's
1: going to get it is because the Jags had the worst record in football each of the last two years, not just one year, two years in a row. They're the first team ever, by the way, to have the worst record one year and then win a playoff game the next year. Of course, it took the Charger collapse for that to happen, but I'm going to go Doug Peterson. You want
2: to make a, a case for Kyle Shanahan, Scrabe? Actually I I mean Kyle Shanahan the only thing he he's got going is that he had to figure out how to work around a third string quarterback but I really do think Doug Peterson should win it. They went from being the worst to the best, I think to, Doug, not to the best but they could win the division coming up next year.
3: I agree that Doug Peterson should win it but I do want to uh make a case for Dable because yeah. think about what transpired right after he got the job before he even took his football team under his wraps. All of the the uh, information about how the, the Giants and Dolphins went about getting him that job, he had a lot of eyeballs on him. I, I, I would bet waiting for him not to do well. Yeah. And not only did he, he do well, he took a terrible team to the playoffs.
1: And he did it in New York City. In New York. There's something to be said for that ahead of doing it in Jacksonville, Florida. Offensive rookie of the year real quick, Brock Purdy. Who's that?
2: The guy on TV right now doing his uh, press conference there for he championship is on week. television. He he looks like a Kenneth nerd.
1: Walker, he Garrett does. Wilson. <laughs> First of all, props to Garrett Wilson. He came on our show before he, he was did. Drafted. He was great. So well, you said Purdy, Wilson, and who? Kenneth Walker. Seattle had a great year. Uh. But I still think so, you got to give it to Brock Purdy. But there. that's the what? thing; he's Wilson he,
3: played the whole year. He did, to so give it to him for that. I would, I okay. would too,
1: because and he, he had to, he had the had the to deal season.
3: with he had to deal with the crybaby at the quarterback position, Zach <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> I'm going to vote for
1: Brock Purdy on that one. Uh, Purdy played but, how many games?
3: Seven, seven, and 67. he won them all and led his team.
1: I, 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 it's a tough call. Defensive rookie of the year sauce. Oh, yeah. Sauce
3: was the good. Sauce. So is, is the Detroit guy on there? The, yes,
1: Aiden Hutchinson Aiden from Hutchinson? the Lions. He and was a Tariq monster. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a corner, of right? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Ooh, you, sauce is probably going to get it. Sauce is probably going to get it, although Aiden Hutchinson He was, was he, dynamic. Uh, he, he, uh, he created a lot of disturbance. Uh, assistant Coach of the Year, they didn't get the right finalists at Wait, all. They got an Assistant
3: Coach of the Year? They do. Uh,
1: ben Johnson, Lions Offensive Coordinator. Never heard of him. Shane Steichen.
2: Oh, yeah. He's, Eagles uh, Offensive uh, yeah. Coordinator.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's going to match wits this week with the other finalist, Demarco Ryan's.
2: Oh, D'Amico. that's to the Niners'
1: defensive coordinator. He'll probably win it. It should go to my man for the Bengals, who nobody knows who he is. Lou Lamarumo. Lou Anarumo. Anarumo. Did he win it last year? I don't think so. Because <laughs> we I mean, don't know ever,
3: who we don't know who he is. So nobody he knows who it. the hell he is. I didn't even know there was an assistant coach award. So yeah, I didn't know there was either. He had so. to be a finalist last year. I mean, his team was. With the Super Bowl,
1: he wasn't a finalist this year, and his team might go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, who knows? All right, uh, that's the uh, the news there. We'll get you the latest on uh, Major League Baseball. Not a whole whole lot to update you on today. Had the Hall of Fame induction uh, announcements yesterday, of course. And uh, NBA, we'll uh, cover a little of the Lakers-Clippers matchup last night, although Tony (sighs) won't be in a hurry to do that. No, I won't. And uh, we'll keep you up to date with the golf. And then, as I mentioned, Mark Ross from NFL Network will be on at the bottom of the hour to talk about the upcoming championship game. So that's how today's show gets started. Gwen and Chris, San Diego's number 1 Sports Talk Station, 97.3 The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Her usual scrapies
3: in here being a hater. I am not! Being yes, a you hater. Are.
1: And trying to bear us some misinformation. No. That bears. I mean, this is. He's the master, master now. He's trying He's to mastermind some misinformation. He's moved up in class when it comes to
2: doling out misinformation. <laughs> By the way, I went and listened back yesterday to the whole roof thing, and I said, I'm not really sure. So it's not like I said, yes, it does not have a roof, everybody. Yeah, I was leaving uh, first my, giving of myself all, an out. First of I, ch- I challenge
3: you to play it again, because you initially said, what, did that even have a roof? And then you said, I don't that think. was your
1: whole point, is I that don't the think. Super Bowl is having a flyover.
2: Exactly. When I and said your whole point was
1: your whole point was <laughs> why are they having a flyover when there's a roof on the stadium in Arizona? Well then we discovered that there is a
2: roof yeah, that after, opens after, and so after you
3: started second guessing. After yourself. you criticized
2: <laughs> the national football league mistakenly I think, I think i'm absolved of being wrong so that nickname that you gave me the master of whatever the master of ceremonies <laughs> 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 I think the master of false, misinformation it's a false nickname because, i don't i don't think it is yeah i, I think, think you i think you've I done think you everything possible to earn it yeah.
3: <laughs> i don't like you guys right now <laughs> aztecs back in action at home tonight
2: tonight tonight <laughs> gotta
3: stay up late though
1: uh yes eight o'clock start. eight o'clock start tonight I mean I'm it's amazing bed. what you do for television you know I mean it's the West Coast so it has to be the last game of the night but do they Does really that have, have to eight o'clock though yeah that's what I was going to say it, I mean it, do you really have to play a game at four o'clock and at six thirty you know and I mean and the other thing that happens this I don't takes know, us
3: back to like the late eighties early nineties baseball I mean, they're playing right at eight
1: here. o'clock it's eleven o'clock on the East Coast so absolutely nobody's going to watch them there. And then the other thing that happens is the previous game, there's always a game on before It them. runs over. It runs over, so they move the Aztec tip back 15 minutes. Uh, it's a little late for a game. Um, obviously, the, the good thing is is the students are back after the uh, Christmas break. Ah, yes. So the student section is apparently already sold out, and students are looking for like regular tickets so they can get in tonight. Because they're antsy to get back in and watch the team play, so it's going to be a very good, noisy atmosphere tonight. Uh, Utah State sixteen and four. The difference between Utah State and San Diego State, I'm hoping anyway, is that Utah State hasn't played anybody this year. They dis- their schedule is filled with Utah Valley, mm. Oral Roberts, Utah Tech, Westminster. Man, Utah has a Tech. I guess, Seattle University. Utah State,
3: Utah, Utah Tech. <laughs> Utah you, has a
1: Tech. And they're 5-2 and two in the conference, but their five wins are over Fresno, Air Force, Wyoming, UNLV, and San Jose State, which are the lower half of the conference. On, so, on the
3: flip side of that. So Utah
1: State's stepping up in class tonight. Doesn't mean they're not very good, though. Their record says they are. Yeah,
3: on the flip side of that, the Aztecs battle-tested, having played seventh, the seventh toughest schedule in the nation Yeah, based on its average opponent's NET rank. Right. Only two schools in the AP top twenty five have played a tougher schedule than the Aztecs. Number two, Kansas with the toughest schedule. And number four, Alabama with the second most difficult schedule. Tonight's opponent, Utah State, has played as you were just going on the twenty fifth most difficult schedule.
1: Twenty fifth most. Yes. That's higher than I thought it was. Yes. Because uh anyway, uh that's that's the edge that the Aztecs apparently have. Although the Aztecs <laughs> apparently had some uh According to Mark Ziegler's article today, some uh, symptoms, some flu-like things going through the program, and a couple guys may not be 100% healthy. I don't know. I think everybody's supposed to suit up tonight. So we'll see. The Aztecs, I mean, look, they're 6-1, and and then right behind them, Boise State 6-2, Nevada 6-2, Utah State 5-2. So there's not a lot of breathing room. For the Aztecs at the top of the Mountain West, and uh, so this is another another important game tonight. Looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, no, uh, looking to to play continue to play well at home. They've been they've been tough to, to handle. So they're always tough here. Yeah, this is uh, it's going
1: to be a great atmosphere tonight because consider the students, they, you know you, you forget the first four or five games they played without the students, it's say, not nearly as noisy and as rowdy.
3: I think because without w- them. we're not in school anymore. You forget that. Even yeah. though there's a game, it's a different atmosphere totally because different. The, the students aren't there. So Totally different. Be nice Tonight to have them. Be crazy. Yeah, nice to have them back in in the stadium now. In the NBA, the matchup of uh Los Angeles went the way of the Clippers last night. My goodness. I tell totally. you what, I turned to that game and they were down, I think it was 7 in the first quarter. Yeah. And I had never seen a team hit the three ball the way the Clippers were hitting it last night. Like it, the Lakers would get the the the, the score down within in between seven and ten points, and a barrage of threes would come in the next five or six possessions. And it felt like the Clippers didn't miss at yeah. all. Well, they only missed half. I mean, they made nineteen. <laughs> shot fifty percent from three shot point They shot fifty percent, nineteen thirty
1: eight. They also scored seventy seven points in the first half, uh, which is a result of hitting nothing you know, hitting all your three pointers. The only guy for the Clippers who did not make three pointers last night was Kawhi Leonard. He was 0 for 4 from the arc.
3: Yeah, but he was bullying as, his way to... The- <laughs>
1: everywhere else,
3: Tony, he was 11 for
1: 12. Dude, he...
3: he so first he had of himself all, a
1: pretty good night.
3: Kawhi is healthy, right? He's, that's the first thing. Second thing, this is the biggest I've ever seen Kawhi. He, he's basically, and this is not an exaggeration, he's basically the same size as LeBron James is. not there. Really hasn't that been. That is saying so. I mean, that's how big. I mean, he was just Bogarting his way <laughs> to the rim, <laughs> shooting <Bogarting>. over, <laughs> shooting over guys. Um, that was a. That was a. Uh, as well as the Clippers, I would bet have played overall all season. The
1: Clippers, I mean, you talk about making shots, Tony. They shot sixty-one percent for the game as a team. That's going to win you ninety percent, or maybe more. In the NBA or in any league, so Lakers just, would they? Would they shoot, Lakers just showed up on a night where the Clippers were making everything.
3: Would they shoot? Did Abby? what they shot inside the paint?
1: Inside the paint? Well, I'd have to figure it out, but they were thirty-two of like fifty, so they were. So way they shot fifty
3: percent from the field, from three-point
1: land, and then sixty-one percent overall. Wow! So inside the arc, the, they, that, they, they they didn't killed miss it. anything. Yeah. yeah, they didn't miss anything. LeBron also. Didn't miss Poor much. LeBron. 46 points, but he didn't have a lot of they had help.
3: A, At one point, he had a picture of him on on the bench over there. Was he he, just worn out?
1: <laughs> he, he, he was like slouched in his chair like, oh, what else
3: do I got to do? I put he up 46. He Jeez. tried.
1: He tried. And the other guy we got to point out had a big night last night. Lincoln High's very own uh, Storm and Norman Powell
3: yeah. off the bench with 22. Norman, he was mic'd up last night. He was funny. He, was he? He was mic'd up. <laughs> he
1: was mic'd up. He was four Dad. for five from the arc, so he's probably in a pretty good mood. I bet. I yeah, bet. I would have
3: been. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, he's having a great, great career in the NBA. I mean, you know, look. I mean, this guy's got he's an NBA his... championship in Toronto, and he's he's got himself a legit chance to win another one with the Clippers if they stay healthy.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's step away. Let's get to break. We're talking NFL when we return. Mark Ross of the NFL Network will join us. More Gwen and Chris on the way.
4: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich
0: golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink Responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import Chicago, Illinois.
1: A little update from the Farmers Insurance Open. Our guy, Charlie Hoffman, moving up the board a little bit. That boy, Charlie. Four under par through 15 holes on the north course. You can go catch him out there at Torrey Pines. He's got to play 16, 17, and 18 coming in. But having a good first day of the tournament. Sam Ryder currently has the best score of anybody. He's at eight under par, followed by Brendan Steele and somebody named Brent Grant. Oh yeah, Brent. You don't know him. No, I don't. Shout out I to mean, Brent. and you're a big Shout golf Brent. fan. Yeah, uh, I, Luke I List, by the way, who I he won it last year. He did, and then. Fell off the face of the earth. I never
2: saw him. His name mentioned again. The rest of the well, that's the thing about the Luke season List is that he is he was a he was a touted golfer in the beginning because he could hit so far, but then he he didn't kind of he never won, and so he was kind of just there. And he wins the Farmers, and then he went back to being there.
1: Yeah, well, he's back to being at the Farmers now because he's at five under par today, so he's only Good three shots off the lead. Uh, uh, the the uh, probably the most surprising score is that of John Rahm, who is uh, coming in on a what a two tournament winning streak Yeah he's incredible right now. He's won right four now. of his last six. Well, he's struggling today. He
3: was on, a, what did you say, he's on a heater. Somebody said <laughs> <Yeah. that>. <laughs> he's <laughs> on a heater.
1: Well, he's plus 1. Uh, he's on the south course, more difficult course, but still uh, a little surprising to see John Rahm at uh, at plus 1 through 12 holes there. Uh, Mark Ross from the NFL Network will be joining us shortly. To uh, get us ready for the uh, NFC and AFC championship games, uh, the odds have moved a little bit uh, on the Bengals Chiefs game.
3: Which they moved direction? a lot.
1: They started at Chiefs Three,
3: by two and a half. Two and a half, right? Then, and then it went all, to it one.
1: Went all the way to Bengals by two and a half. Oh, wow! It had a that's a five point switch. Vegas very rarely misses by that much. No. But obviously the line favoring the Chiefs by two and a half. I'm had, sure the whole
3: Mahomes thing was. The
1: whole Mahomes thing. Now it's come back to one.
3: because he said Bengals he's going, are
1: favored by one.
3: Because he says he's a go. Because he says
1: he's a go. So anyway, the, the NFC is just standing put, Scraby. Your yeah, 49ers rude, are man. a two and a half point underdog. And that's, that's holding. Uh, that's holding firm.
3: As Chris said, they very rarely get it wrong. <laughs> just I, I mean, they, just because
2: Patrick Mahomes says he's good to go doesn't mean. Well, we're
3: not talking about Patrick Mahomes. I know about the Niners. I know. I know, I'm I'm know. Just saying, they very rarely get
2: it wrong. Well, they're they're actually a favorite because they didn't get because the Eagles get three points for being at home and they're two and a half point underdogs. Okay, that's like <laughs> me doing bogey golf.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> that that is. The-
2: is... They're actually a favorite, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're not it really. You just hit hey, me you know, right what, Chris,
3: you know what? Gravy said that so confidently that I started to question myself. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, is, don't is question you... yourself. You wait, gonna... so you're admitting your,
2: your way of bogey golf is uh, air-filled? <laughs> no, I just think my bogey golf
1: theory is something a lot of people can't deal with and i don't think that anybody can deal with the fact that the 49ers are actually favored when they're not so good for them man
2: good for but them but it's a
1: nice it's a nice try by you Scraby. Yeah, it
2: was that was good bang 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 <laughs> <down> again <laughs> there it is i forgot to do it yesterday i was so crazy during the show i didn't play was it at all. You, all. Was, was you was, walked was to a, the w-
3: station basically
2: I did. Yeah, you did. were so
3: you
1: yeah. were so out, You're of, out of shorts yesterday. Was that bang 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 forty nine ers It's not, no. No, no. what is it's it? It's not.
2: Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Let me hear he it bang.
1: again. Bang bang niner gang. All right. And who performs that song? E forty. E forty. Yes. Does he have any other chart topping hits? He does. He does? He does. Really? All yes. right. So he's a he's a he well known prominent
3: west coast rapper. Okay, so yes. he's pretty prominent. Yes. I did not know that. Indeed. Right. It's good to know. Bang, 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 49ers. Doesn't <laughs> that sound better than bang,
2: bang, niner gang? No, it doesn't. I think mine it sounds bang, better, it gang. It doesn't. No, bang, you like, you bang,
1: bang, like... 49er People. I could
2: laugh all day
1: at that. I'm sorry. All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about the uh, bang, bang, niner gang <laughs> and the <laughs> NFC Championship. Uh, Mark Ross from NFL Network joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. How are you today, Mark? Nice to talk with you, okay. sir.
4: Great, excellent. How about you guys? We're, oh, wow. we're
1: really good. Uh, all right, let's. We'll start with the NFC Championship, and then we'll get to the news of the day. And Patrick Mahomes, uh, how are you looking at this NFC matchup between the 49ers and the Eagles? You've got uh, one side where uh, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles is a finalist for best assistant coach. And then on the other side, you got uh, D'Amico Ryans, the 49er defensive coordinator, and he's a finalist. So yeah. it's like two you know, trains meeting, right? The Eagles offense, the 49er <laughs> defense.
4: Yeah, it really is. I mean, you just got tons of talent on not just those sides of the ball, both sides of the ball for both teams. I mean, there's just tons of star power, tons of pro bowlers, tons of talented guys. I mean, it's going to be a lot of, front, of fun just – you know, coaching is going to come to play and a play here or there. You know, and I think this game is just going to really come down to, uh, as most NFC championship games, AFC championship games, one play here, one play there. And I think that's really where Jalen Hurts is going to be the difference. Of uh, We know Brock Purdy kind of had that magical ride, but there's only so much you can do with him. And then that's Jalen Hurts' talent, the MVP-level talent, I think will take take over. But I think it'll be a super close game, very competitive, a lot of big plays on both sides of the ball. So this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun.
3: Mark, do you think this is the best the two teams have seen in terms of opponent um, throughout the course of the season? I know Niners has had some pretty big matchups. They had Miami at one point during the year, but I don't know that they've seen as complete of a team. And on the flip side, I don't know if if the Eagles have seen a defense that they can do the things the 49ers can.
4: Yeah, these are the two best teams. Okay. I mean, and you saw this coming for a while. With these two, the, a little bit different where the, the, the diners started slow, got the Jimmy G injury, and then here comes Purdy, and they just keep going. Philly looked like the best team for a while, and then the last couple games people got clouded. Well, what's wrong with the Eagles? Well, the MVP's not playing. What's right. wrong with the right. Eagles? So and then they they, go, they come back and, and show who they really are last week. So th- these are the two best teams. You couldn't want anything to, to have that. So, yes, you're right. Neither one of these teams has seen – Anything like either one on both sides of the ball just complete teams, a lot of talent, and great coaching.
1: And uh, speaking of great coaches, I mean shanahan's is another one of the finalists for Coach of the Year. Nick Sirianni, uh, tell us a little bit about this guy. Uh, he he seems to be kind of the lesser of the two in terms of prominence, and, and he got off to a really slow start. I think last year he was two and five. And then something clicked. He figured it out. He got them into the playoffs. This year, everything's gone the Eagles' way. Where has Nick Sirianni been? How has he been so successful?
4: Well, I think he really has been innovative with that offense and leaned into Jalen Hurts' strengths while Jalen, but really just a complete leader for the whole entire team. And he's different. You see his press conferences, the way he talks, the way he goes about things. And I think the players really respond to that. You know, kind of like Kyle Shanahan got his little bit of different swag right. to him, too. You know, those are sort of these new age type of head coaches that players respond to. And when you go through that cycle of hiring coaches, owners look at people they like and instead of looking at the guys that players respond to and they like. And I think both of these guys kind of have that little bit of different new age swag that the players respond to. So Sirianni really has just done an excellent job just as a leader at the best head coaches I've been around, not just. They know a specific side of the ball, but really are leaders of men, team responds to them, and I, Sirianni kind of has done all those right things as a leader, but also with getting that offense together and, hey, that kind of talent that they have, too, doesn't help; doesn't hurt either.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Mark Ross, NFL Network, joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carl's Bad Fat Hotline. And, Mark, you know, there was talk that Purdy would finally, finally look different when a team forced – the 49ers to make Purdy beat them themselves. Now, that's tough to do with all the weapons he has, but um, in terms of a team being able to do that, why has it seemed to be so difficult for teams to do that? I mean, Purdy obviously is Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft. Uh, It seems like it's been hard for teams to put him in a box and say, you know what, you beat us.
4: Yeah, well it number one the masterful game planning and offensive schemes that Shanahan's got going on. I mean you see all the stuff that they do and guys running wide open, so that helps. Okay, now you got a ton of talent as well with Debo with Kittle and all those guys you mentioned. All right. But then also Brock Purdy is pretty good. You yeah, know, he's yeah. not he's not Joe Burrow, he's not Mahomes, he's not Jalen right now, but the guy has got – and I evaluated him in college and and liked him a lot because he had a ton of moxie, he had a ton of confidence, he was accurate, uh, and he knew how to run an offense. And he could make plays. You know, not super playmaker, but the guy could get out of trouble and make plays. So he got discounted when he got thrown in there as if he was just this run-of-the-mill type of dude just because of where he got drafted. But the stuff you see from him, the good stuff, is really how he played at Iowa State. I mean, the guy's got tons of records there, four-year starter – so this is, this is how he plays. Now, can he raise that level to do it consistently for a whole game against this sort of team? That remains to be seen. You know, Dallas kind of got after him a little bit last week, but he made plays at the end. And that's really all you kind of need with the way the 49ers defense can shut teams down is we get this offense rolling, but, Brock, you can make two or three or four plays a game, and that's all we need from you. And he's capable of doing that. He doesn't have to make 10-20 he can make those three or four, and that's really all you need because he has that skill set, that moxie, and that confidence. All
1: right, let's get that game out of the way. Let's get to the really good game, the Chiefs and the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, I'm, only that, guy, right? I'm only saying that because our producer is a 49er crazy fan. Uh, okay. let, let's talk about Mahomes. He says he's good. He says he's going to be ready to go Sunday. I don't think any of us are going to really know for sure until the game starts uh mark do you think is it as simple the afc championship i mean is it as simple as coming down to how healthy he is and whether he can run around and make some plays he's used to making or is there going to be some other things that decide this game
4: well there's two facets like i'm never going to bet against patrick but even if he was healthy i, w- I would have picked and i love cincinnati i've been picking them all here to go to the super bowl but i will be close call to say you know what cincinnati is just going to win this game they've got the better overall team even if patrick was healthy. Now you throw in the high ankle sprain, and it, it's—I've never seen anything like this with, an, with a high ankle sprain. All the high ankle sprains I've been a part of in my whole career—it's—it's it's a couple weeks, three, four, right. or five weeks where these guys are out. I mean, and people act like this guy, you know, just rubs some vibranium on his ankle and he's just go. <laughs> it, it's a—it's a, a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I, it's just bizarre the kind of the talking points that been going on, and but that's just the standard that we have for Patrick Mahomes, it's like yeah, sure, he's just going to go play with a high ankle sprain and be, you know, 100% and go crush it. And and he probably will, but it's still a high ankle sprain, and you don't, as you said, until he goes out there and you start seeing him move around, I I think they may be putting it out more optimistically than maybe he's really feeling. Of course, he's going to say he's fine. He's not going to jump out there and say, my ankle feels terrible. I I don't really want to play. All week leading up to the game, he's going to say he's good to go, but until he gets out there, and if he's not as effective moving around and doing Mahomes sort of things, that's going to limit their offense limit, what they can do, and obviously that's an advantage for Cincinnati, but but even with a healthy Mahomes, I mean, this Cincinnati team, they beat them. Burrow's playing at a level like nobody else, so it's it's a strong case they'd win anyway.
3: Mark, well, it, it, I guess to, up until recently, it seems like it started to change in terms of people eyes opening about how good the Bengals actually are, but why did it feel like over the course of the season that this team wasn't getting the type of notoriety a, a, a team that had reached a Super Bowl just a year before normally gets? They play, I mean, I know they got off to the slow start, but just never felt like people were really paying all that much attention to the Bengals.
4: I think it's still just that old it's Cincinnati. It's yeah. that thing. It still carries a lot of weight with. with the NFL and, you know, Dallas gets the benefit of the doubt or certain teams that they're great where it's still, oh, that's just Cincinnati and their people aren't really looking. Like, they got the second-best quarterback in the league and their defense is playing at a top-five level and they got the best young set of playmakers in the league with led by Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Mixon. Like, that is a good team with a lot of talent. And I've been talking about them all year long from the start. that You know, that team is legit. And win after win, they just keep getting underrated for some reason. Um, and it, it's sort of just – but I think that's really what it is. It's just sort of the – old Cincinnati. Cincinnati. type of thing of, of, of that. But they go in there and win it again. It'll be a whole new new day, new yeah. era for uh, too, will, how they look at the Bengals.
1: Everybody will say, I told you so all along, yeah. right? They'll <laughs> all go, oh, yeah, we knew the Bengals were going to do it. Mark Ross, NFL Network, we appreciate the time. One last thing for me, Mark, I want to talk about Lou Anarumo. And a lot of people don't know who he is. He's the Bengals' defensive coordinator. He must have done something right in that Buffalo game. Either that or Buffalo just didn't show up. I'm not sure which. But the Bengals don't seem – and you said they're playing at a top-five level on defense. But they don't seem to play like that all the time. Come playoffs, the Bengals do play like that. And I I just – I wondered this guy's name never gets thrown out there for a head coaching job, or I haven't heard it yet. Uh, Is he doing something special with these guys?
4: No doubt, especially in playoff time. And that's all that matters. Forget in 15th or whatever, with our two Super Bowl runs with the Giants, our, our defenses were average during the regular season. And then we absolutely shut people down in the playoffs because we had the elements made the players that do it and all came together. I'll, I'll take that as opposed to some regular season being a top 5D. But yeah, he hasn't gotten it. With, I've had this discussion with people this week actually about him and. You know, he's an older dude who's been around and kind of being again overlooked. Cincinnati, he hasn't gotten any interviews, which is kind of strange. It's uh, if he was thirty five and right. part of the, you know, San Fran, he'd probably be the next guy up. But because of, of all those factors in, in the past, I think that's kind of hurt going against him, as opposed to team's really looking like, yeah, they they're, they're doing something right there. That guy knows what he's doing. Let's just at least talk to him and give him a chance.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd like to have him uh, no coaching my team. He does a great job. The Bengals do a great job. Sounds like you're kind of leaning Bengals Eagles. Am I correct? Uh, that's your leaning. Yep,
4: you got it. That's, okay. that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going with it. And I'm from Philly originally. From Philly, worked for the Eagles for eight years, so I, I got to go them anyway. But <laughs> yes, professional and personally, I'm taking
3: having having played a year in Philly. I understand why you have to go there. Yeah. And picking on this one. <laughs> good point.
1: Hey Mark, thanks for the time. Really enjoyed the conversation. Hope we can do it again.
4: No doubt, anytime. Good thanks, stuff. Mark.
1: Thank you very much. Mark Ross right there from NFL Network with some good insight into the AFC. And the NFC Championship games and uh, sounds like a very intelligent guy, Scraby. And he seems to like the Eagles. I, I think you're in a world of hurt over there.
2: I mean, you know, as much as I wanted to jump in there and be like, "You're wrong." I mean, he uh, made about a million points better than I would ever, so I can't question his knowledge of the game. He's heavy he, on the on the ba- on the Bengals too. Yeah,
1: he's heavy on the Bengals, Says they'd win even if uh, Patrick Mahomes was a hundred percent. So
2: in the uh, the Daily Gambit, actually, I found some odds on hypothetical matchups for the Super Bowl, and I'll I'll give you guys what that uh, those odds are: the Bengals versus Eagles in the Super Bowl. When All we right. get Word to the Daily we'll, Gambit,
1: uh, we'll find out about that shortly. Of course, we'll have our picks coming up a little later in the week, and I mean, never mind Mark Ross and uh, expert analysts like that. You want to hear who Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scravey are <laughs> right. picking in these conference championship games. Tony and Matt, by the way, are 7-3 and three so far in their playoff picks. They are tied with 25 points in our scoring system. I'm a, trailing you guys by a game. I'm at 6-4. and four, So uh, we'll see how our playoff picks uh, pan out a little later in the week. But, um, look, everybody agrees on one thing. Everybody agrees on one thing. This is about as good a two matchups as you could possibly, get. yes, yes I, 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 nobody has said anything beyond that. no
3: yeah I think I think in the AFC you would have been happy with the bills possibly doing it right but these these matchups that we have. Are going to be good. Yeah, the
1: way the Bengals beat the Bills, it just looked like there's a whole gap between the Bills and the Bengals. Uh, We appreciate uh, Mark Ross joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. uh, Carlsbad. Yeah, I've lived here for a couple of years. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Coming up in the three o'clock hour, as uh, Scrapey mentioned, we'll have our daily gambit. We'll also have Yummy Morris joining us from the uh, San Diego State women's basketball team. They are on a uh, they're on a heater, Tony. Sixteen and five to <laughs> open the season. They're having a great year uh, there, and uh, they got a game coming up tomorrow night. So we will talk with her. She's a delightful uh, young lady. You guys will enjoy meeting her. Uh, a little later in the program, Chris versus the fans, Big Five, all that stuff. Still ahead as Gwen and Chris get set. To uh, roll towards 6 o'clock, we'll also keep you up to date on the Farmer's Insurance Open. Stick around.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.